Welcome to the Stonelaw Church Podcast. I'm Neil Watson. And whether you are a regular worshipper with us, or whether you just listen to this podcast, I pray that the, the words of the message would be a real blessing to you, and that it would bring you closer to God as you experience more of the love of Jesus in your life. As you'll be able to see up on the screen, or if you have read the weekly email, you'll know that we are going to be starting a new sermon series today, a four-week series called Invite, and the tagline is, it all starts with an invitation. As I was doing some information gathering this week, I came across some research that a group called Church Growth had done. And they began by asking the question, why did you start attending the church that you are part of? Why do people start attending church? Well, 2% of people said that it was because they'd seen some sort of advertising. They'd maybe seen a poster or, or something online. Some kind of advertising had drawn them in. Two percent. Six percent said that it was because they'd been invited by the minister. Only six. Six percent of people. Another six percent said that it was because there had been some kind of organized event or visit that had been put together and they'd been invited along to that particular thing and they'd felt welcome and at home. Another, so that's 6%. Now, I was slightly concerned about the 6% of people who responded to an invitation from the minister. You would have thought it would have been higher, but obviously not. But at the same time, this next statistic will tell you why. Because 86% of people 86% said they started attending the church they were in because they were invited by a friend or family. 86%. It shouldn't really be a massive surprise that that figure is as high as it is. Friends know each other. They hopefully trust each other. And that trust might not necessarily be there if it's a minister that's asking you, they might not really know who I am, and I might not really know who they are. That trust might not come across in an advert or a poster. It might, but more often than not, you can trust your friend or family member, and it's easier to respond to their invitation. And the thing is, we all like invitations to parties and weddings. And I wonder if you can think back to what was the last time, or what was the last thing you were invited to, and how it made you feel. When you were handed that invitation, did it make you smile? That you were looking forward, you couldn't wait for it 
to arrive. You were so excited for it. So happy to be invited. Maybe you've already been to that thing and it was a, a while ago. Or maybe you're still waiting for that thing to happen and you're still quite excited about it. You know, who was it that invited you? You see, not long before the, the pandemic struck, I received an invitation to my little cousin's wedding, and it made me smile because it was now one of my, my youngest cousins was branching off into marriage. And what made it even more special was he'd asked me to officiate over his wedding. What a wonderful invitation that was. And a wonderful invitation that I could say a huge yes to and accepted it with a smile on my face. You see, this week marks three months since I stood here to take my vows and accept the, the invitation to be inducted as the minister of Stonelaw Church. However, that wasn't the, the first invitation because before my induction, there was the, the invite um, from the nominating committee to be their nominee for the vacancy. Even before that, there was the invitation to meet with the nominating committee to, to have a chat and to be interviewed. The thing is, it's almost a year ago now that I received the invitation to look at the parish profile of a church who were in the process of looking for a new minister. And even although I wasn't actively looking for a new charge, I knew that I probably wasn't the best fit there. And so did my friend. And that was why he invited me to take a look at the parish profile of this church. He thought that it would be a good fit, that we'd be a good fit together. I'd heard of Stonelaw Church, but I knew very little about you all. I'd never been in the building. But I'm glad that I accepted that first invitation to take a look at the parish profile because it was the start of a wonderful process that led me right here to be your minister. And the point I'm making is that the invitations are not always one and done things. You see, invitations can, can open up new possibilities and new directions. And invitations are a massive theme in the Bible. God's invitations start all the way back in those opening chapters of Genesis. Where God is inviting Adam and Eve. Come walk with me in this garden, in this paradise. Come and take a walk. Or how about Moses? God invites Moses to, to free God's people from slavery, lead them into the promised land. Come and do this thing with me, Moses. I can't do it. God says, yes, you can. Come on. Moses' journey from a man on the run to being the leader of God's people all started with that invitation from God. Equally, King David, the little shepherd boy, 
invited to be God's king. And that little boy grew up to be a man, powerful king of Israel. There are invitations documented all the way throughout the scriptures, all leading to the, the most important invitation of them all at the end of Matthew's gospel where Jesus leaves us with the great commission, an invitation to partner with God to go and spread the good news of Jesus, to make disciples and baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That invitation is huge. However, it couldn't have happened if the passage that Dorothy read out for us didn't happen. The calling of the first disciples. And I like to think of it as the invitation to the first disciples. Because here they are minding their own business, fixing their nets and casting the nets out into the water. And then along comes Jesus. He says, come and follow me and I'll make you fishers of people. And it's really interesting because Jesus doesn't go to the religious leaders of the day and say, come and follow me. Doesn't even go to the prophets doesn't say to them, you know, you know it all, so come and follow me so that I can, so you can relay all this amazing information and knowledge that you have. He doesn't even go to a king and say, come and follow me, use your power. No, he goes to ordinary fishermen, ordinary people that Jesus invites to do extraordinary things. You see, when these fishermen responded to Jesus and follow him, they had no idea what they were getting into. No idea what was coming. The miracles that they would see. The spreading of the news of Jesus being amongst them. The Messiah. God in the flesh. And it all started with that invitation. Jesus' boldness to ask these men to step out of their comfort zones is amazing. You can imagine the disciples were probably caught off guard a bit. You know, just minding their own business. It's a big invitation to process. They'd have to give up their, their livelihoods, uproot their families. It's a big decision to follow Jesus. But we don't read in the scripture, then Peter and Andrew hummed and hawed over the decision, overthinking every aspect of it and overanalyzing it. No, we read in verse 20, immediately they left their nets and followed him. Immediately. Their willingness is why Jesus invites them. Not whether they are theological heavyweight rabbis or whether they hold powerful positions and ruling kingdoms. They might have been viewed as ordinary in the eyes of the world. But by their willingness to respond to him, to Jesus, they're anything but ordinary. And it all started with an invitation. 
And it doesn't end there either. Because we read that, that James and John, the sons of Zebedee, are invited and respond in a similar fashion. James and John likely knew Peter and Andrew through their shared experiences as fishermen. And by, the, by them seeing them with Jesus, it probably made it easier for them to do as we read in verse 22. Immediately, they left their boat and their father and followed him. Immediately, they leave their boat and their father and follow Jesus. They're able to put their trust in Jesus far easier because they had that relationship with Peter and Andrew. Remember, 86% people, 86 of people respond to the invitation of a friend or family member. So that leaves us with a question. What does that mean for us as a church or as individuals? Well, I guess as a church, it means that we need to continue to provide opportunities for people to be invited to and to come up with new ways of inviting people to church. And it's not always about the Sunday morning. It's about creating opportunities for people to be part of our church community and family. And although the Sunday morning is extremely important, don't get me wrong, because if we have any ambitions of being like that church in the book of Acts, then it's incredibly important that we gather together. However, prayer meetings, house groups, Bible studies, these are all equally important, as are opportunities to meet and to fellowship together. It's about getting alongside people, and we need to continue to make sure that we get a good balance of the spiritual and the social, that we're connecting as a church community that the ministry of, of Stone Law in its fullness is that we have many different things that we can invite people to. That they can come and be part of what we're doing here. That they might come and get to know Jesus just a little bit better. It's easy to, to create these things. The difficult part is actually getting people to come along. Because the difficulty is the invitation. Only 2% of people respond to a poster. 6% of them, because I appeal to them. But 86% will come because a friend or family member invited them. And for that to happen, it means that we as individuals need to be stronger and more confident. You see, some people are just so much better at inviting people to things. I don't know about you, 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 there's people that you just know are, they're just really good at it and they make you feel that, you know, you're useless at it. You may worry that, that people will say no. But if we never invite anyone, then it will always be 100% no. However, 86% of people come to church or start attending the church that they're in because they were asked by a friend or a family member. And I'm not a betting man, 
But if I was, then I'd quite like those odds. Inviting friends and family members to come along can be quite daunting. You know, how do you even go about doing it? How do you invite someone along to the church? Especially if they've been quite antagonistic about it in the past. Well, I guess that we can take a, a comfort in the, the, the wonderful and refreshing news that Jesus doesn't expect us to be experts. He doesn't expect us to, to, to use special words or quote scripture at people. He just asks us to be ourselves. You see, we might look upon ourselves as ordinary, but Jesus sees us as special. He calls you and invites you to do extraordinary things. And it all starts with extending an invitation to someone that you care about. Just have a think. Who are the people in your life that you care deeply about? That you so hope and pray would be part of our church community, that they would they would realize the need for Jesus in their life. And what are the things at the moment that you could invite them to? It might be that you could invite someone to come for a tea or a coffee at the meeting place or invite them along to be part of the prayer meeting on a Wednesday or house group. You might even have an idea for yourself of something new that we're not even doing at the moment. And if you do have those ideas, please speak to me. I'd love to hear about it. But as I said, God doesn't expect you to, to have it all figured out before you invite someone. Because the thing is, every single one of us can rely on our own experiences and start from there. Where we might say something like, yeah, I really love being part of this thing. And I think you'd really enjoy it too. Do you want to come along with me? The invitation from a friend is so important. You see, Jesus invites us and he invites us to this table. But he invites us to be part of something much bigger. To go out and share the good news with all those that we meet. And as we get to know Jesus a little bit better, we need to seek opportunities to invite people to be part of what we do here in the church so that they can get to know him better too. You see, I believe that that 86% figure is so high because the invitation is done from a place of friendship and, and love and care. Friendship is amazing because friends know each other, they trust one another. And I can guarantee you that you would never want to bring your friend to something that you think they would be uncomfortable with. You would always want them to be in that place of comfort, that they would actually enjoy the thing that you're inviting them to. Because you'll know where they're at. What would be a good entry point 
into our church community. And if you invite them and they might say no, you have no idea what happens after that. You may well have just planted a seed. But equally, they might say yes. And we need to be prepared for that too. We might go in preparing ourselves for a no, but we need to be prepared for someone saying yes. So as we go about the business of this week, let's make sure that we are taking some time to stop, to ask for God's wisdom and guidance, that the Holy Spirit would strengthen us and help us to invite those that are on our hearts, our friends and our family that we care so deeply about, that we might be able to invite them, come and be part of what we do at Stonelaw Church. I really love it, and I think you could love it too. It all starts with an invitation. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you that you invite us. And we're sorry for those times where we've missed out on being able to invite others. We thank you for the people that you've put in our lives, those who have invited us, and for those who are just waiting for that invitation from us. You say, come and follow me. And we thank you for the privilege of being able to go out and share that with others. Lord Jesus, we respond to this invitation to come and share in the meal of the kingdom. We give all thanks for the work that you did on the cross for us. That work that we remember this morning. So may you receive our thanks and our praise as we offer this prayer in your precious name. Amen.